Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 98, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jed Shepard the first. And that's Rob Jelly the third. Yes, it is. Hello there. Hello, how are you, Rob? I am very good, very yeah. good. I would say I'm on... I'm running on sort of 97% efficiency. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, by the way, that's assuming that, you know, your shoulder equates for 3% of your body. Oh, because you've hurt your shoulder. Yeah, hurty shoulder. See, that's the problem with trying to do manly stuff. Yep. That's why I kind of stay away from it. Yep. <laughs> that's why I should stay away from it, but I don't. So you've and hurt your shoulder. Yeah, pop my shoulder out, didn't I? <laughs> thing is i think most most guys pop out the shoulder at some time in their life if they haven't then what are you what are you doing maybe there's a discussion i should have my show i do often have a little listener survey every yeah. afternoon something just springs to mind so this morning i started thinking of pop-up pirates yeah the game yeah yeah the, the, which the, i've never played oh, have you not no oh. it, it feels like a like a rubbish buckaroo no no it's not do you no. know what it is it's kaplunk in reverse because you're Instead nice. of taking the things out, you're putting the things in. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, you st- you put the swords in the barrel, Reverse and one Kaplunk. of them and one of them pops the pirate up, and you lose. Wow. Okay. It's reverse Kaplunk. I, I really like Kaplunk. By the way, if you don't know what pop up pirate is or Kaplunk is, this is the most confusing sentence you've ever heard in your life. And, but you must know what Buckaroo is. Oh yeah, buckaroo. absolutely. Yeah, but Buckaroo is not the same thing. Yeah, Buckaroo is like mousetrap. In the balancing yeah, act sort of sense. So. Anyway, this isn't a board, board podcast about we board sh- games. I would love to do a board game podcast, no joke. Right, we have spoken about doing many different podcasts as side no, projects to, to the pilot podcast, which is what you're listening to, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Um, but I'm, I am absolutely up for the board game podcast. Yeah, so basically, recently, a whole bunch of my friends have just been, been like... We should play board games. So I've recently been playing, even when I was in LA. And you I just sh- sit and play the board game and chat and about listen it. listen to it, yeah. Because when I was in LA, um, I was By like, the way, I'm the boss at frustration. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can be. But when I was in LA, um, one of my friends out there, I know he's big into board games. So I was like, can you bring a board game around to our Airbnb and <laughs> uh, play games? So we spent the night uh, in, it's, it's a board game called, uh, I can't remember, but it's, it's, it's um. It's like a haunted one. It's like a scary oh, one, planet. of course. Oh, no, but it's great. <laughs> and, and the thing about what will be good for a podcast is usually these, these games are like 45 minutes to an hour. So it would work Perfect. good in a, in a format. All right. We'll work on that in the uh, off time from the pilot podcast, and we shall bring that to you soon. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of people... Because we can get down the Dungeons & Dragons route. We can get oh, into... Man. Mate, I seriously. We, we could get sucked into some serious vortex of board game trickery. Robgins and Jedgins. Yeah, I like that. Rob, Robgins and Jedgins. Well, right off the tongue, that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, we are here to review two television pilot episodes today, not board games. That's true. Um, and to just quickly address the confusion of the title of this podcast, because mm-hmm. last week we spoke about what we were going to do, as we yeah. always do at the end. Um, one of the shows is expected. The other one is not this week. Yeah. To explain why, we were going to do Art Attack against um, Tony Hart's Heartbeat. Or Take Heart. Or Take Heart. One of the two shows that Tony Hart, the wonderful um, artiste that it was... I'm um, assuming he's passed away. He has died. Died in 2009, I think. It's about 10 years ago. Oh. Um, and so we looked for them. Unfortunately, the shows that he did are of an age where the BBC cared not for keeping the copies and basically overwrit them. Mate, you need to have the word at work. I will. Don't worry Please about do. that. Please do. I will have. Can you sort of go words. in the back room and see if it's there? I will write a firmly worded email when I get to there tomorrow. Can you get to the broom, go into the broom closet and see if it's like hidden behind like a, like an air freshener or something? That's the problem. They cleaned out the broom closets and they just got rid of them. Anyway, so there is no copy, as far as we can see, yeah. of... Blue Peter, which we also briefly <laughs> yes. mentioned off off record. Yeah, episode um, one of our uh, episode one of Take Tony, Heart, Take Heart, or Heartbeat can not be found yeah. anywhere for love nor money. Um, but if you can find it, if for you have us, a VHS from that time, if you record it, someone must have it at home. Episode one, you'll make a lot of money actually. You make a fortune, and we would be eternally grateful if yeah. we could borrow it mm-hmm. so we could watch it and review it later date. So yeah. we're not doing those today, but we'll do Art Attack because we've got that. Yeah. Uh, we were also going to do Finders Keepers. Because <laughs> yeah, it's Neil Buchanan. Because we are going to compel Neil Buchanan with Neil Buchanan. Yeah. Can't find that either. Yeah. Um, so thanks, CITV. Yeah. Um, but if you, again, also have a copy do of that you think they're trying to, trying to wipe out... Um, 
art for kids out of history. It's not like anything arty for kids has wiped, wiped away. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. All the ones we've looked for have been sort of erased. Because we found everything else. <laughs> but there's lots of episodes from season two and three. Yeah. Fine, but not the first one. So maybe they were that bad. Yeah. Uh, but we've gone for something else that is of the same sort of era and generation as Art Attack. So yeah. Art Attack is a sort of very early 90s show, yeah. uh, which came out of the likes of Heart. Um, take heart, take heart yeah. and heartbeat as well. Um, so we've got something from the same era, not necessarily in an arty sense. Yeah, and we'll come on to that. Yeah, but first up, let's talk about art attack. This is an art attack. This is an art attack. This is art attack. <laughs> this is an art attack. This is an art attack. This is art, art attack. attack. Brilliant show. Love this to bits. Love Neil Buchanan. We should present Art Attack. Can we bring it back? Imagine. You and me. Yeah. Can you draw? I'm okay. Are you okay? In fact, I'm thinking of taking up a, a life art class every Thursday near me. Really? Yeah. Because... Uh, would you be into it? I wouldn't be surprised if you were. I uh, Part of me really wants a new hobby. And I'll be honest do with it. you... Do I, it, me. Well... You'd have to draw uh, a naked person. Yeah, I know. That's but that's, bo- how you, bo- that's how you... But all of my stick men are naked when I draw them, so <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure I've got the artistic patience, not the talent. I'm sure I could learn, yeah, because I'm always for the you know that anyone can learn anything if you put your mind to it, yeah. I, it's the patience for me. I'm a bit, I, I need to be able to learn something quickly, and I think one of the things I would take a lot of time to learn to do well, yeah. would be art like drawing and painting. Well, this is the beauty of Art Attack because Neil Buchanan presents art in a way that's not, um. Difficult. It makes it the easiest thing and natural in, in the world. Can use any materials. Yeah. And like just the fact you have Neil Buchanan, who before this, he did host some, some other TV shows, but it was really Art Attack that brought him to the public consciousness, really. Um, I mean, Finest Keepers was around the same time, but Art Attack's his thing. Yeah. Him in that red jumper, staring oh. at the camera going, just talking directly to the kids. And it's absolute art, like no pun intended, yeah. of explaining things to kids in such a way that they, they feel inclusive. I realise what I'm about to say yep. will make me no money and probably make someone else loads. Okay, let's go. But if you made a retro Art Attack jumper and sold it on ASOS... I'm afraid someone's already done that on Etsy. Have, have they really? Yeah. About 100 quid a jumper. We, we need to both get Art Attack jumpers. We should make some pilot podcast merch yeah. with the television-like shows on the front. Oh, it should be in, it should be in the Art Attack font, like an Art Attack t-shirt. All of them. But yeah. <laughs> Take 47. <laughs> Doctor Who in Art Attack font. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be scared of a Dalek in that font. I love that Art Attack font. Um, it's brilliant. Yeah, so you've got you've got um, a really, really likeable guy talking directly to the kids. Not like they're beneath them, but like he's one of them. Yeah. And he's finger painting. He's using materials that you can find around your home. You don't have to go out and get some special stuff. No. Nope. He's using eggshells. He's using bits of cotton wool. He's scraps as well. Scraps. Scraps, scraps yeah. of paper, which he turns into stuff as well. He says you don't have to go and get new bits yeah. of material. Because this was the problem with Blue Peter. Because I remember watching Blue Peter and thinking, yeah, no, I haven't got that special glue. I haven't got, like, all of that stuff. But with all Attack, it's like, yeah, you're using stuff around the house. Going, He's using yeah. food, leftover food and yeah. stuff. Um, and this is the bit, and, and we've, uh, before the show, we kind of discussed the fact that this was originally an American show. Yep. And it did so well there. They transferred it to the UK and a bunch of other countries too, because uh, the format is, I actually saw an Indian version. Did you really? Yeah, and I watched about 10 minutes of the, of the Indian one. I didn't know what they are talking about, but no. it was brilliant, because the guy was essentially doing a, a Neil Buchanan impression. It is great. It is great. Um, where does this sit for you in the Neil Buchanan canon? Ooh. I think it's top of the pile, mate. Top of the pile, yeah. I think it's top of the pile. Finders Keepers, Finders I was a big Keepers. fan of. Yeah. And we will do our best just to find the episode one of that and review it at a later date. Yeah, because it's a very fun house. It's, it's a great show to compare against other kids' shows like Funhouse, yeah. as you say. Um, love a bit of Pat Sharp. Yeah. And I. Th- but I think Artitec was where he. He could show off something other than his presenting skills. Now, that yeah. sounds a bit knobby and almost a little bit sort of sort of TV phrasey, but mm. I mean that in the sense that it felt less like he was presenting a show to me and more like I was in an art lesson, yeah. a, a really fun art lesson. Yeah. And to use an example from the episode itself, um, he suggests, um, I think with the opening sequence anyway, but then he, his first thing is plop art. I love it. So he talks about the egg drop. So he's dropping the eggs, isn't he? Did he call it plop art or was yeah, it it's, slop art? No, plop. Is it plop, plop art? Plop art. Love so, it. So 
Um, very much like the play on the words of pop art, yeah. which we all know from the sort of 70s. Yeah. And he gets these eggs, eggs, obviously empties them out, takes the top of the shell off, yeah. empties the egg out, and I fills it full of, like, poster yeah. paint. And you, exactly, it's the kind of thing you'll have around your home, your mum's just made an omelette, mum, can I keep the eggshells? Yeah. And also, just, just cut a little hole into it while you're at it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and like you said, he filled it full of paint. Drops them on a bit of paper. And how amazing, as a, like, if you're watching this, as a seven-year-old, and there's guys throwing eggs on a bit of paper and making And he's telling art. you it's art. Yeah, and he's telling you it's okay to do this as well. Yeah. And you're like, mum, like, this adult's told me it's okay to do this, so I can do this. And absolute genius, absolute genius. Really clever. He says about how you can use more than one colour if you use yeah. multiple eggs. And he says, you know, it's fun to do from like this height. You know, as a grown-up, you can hold it, what, six, seven feet in the air? Yeah. And it drops and it makes a pretty good splash, you yeah. know, or plop. Granted, it doesn't make the greatest picture in the world, but, no, but you've I, got I, an experiment. I think also the, you know, I think on a very, su- very subconscious level for Art Attack, what the show does is it teaches children, it doesn't matter how good you are at art yeah. you haven't got to be a, a, a picasso to to be an to be an artist yeah. if you want to be creative and express yourself using art in that sense you don't have to be you know, confined by you know pastel crayons or, or oil painting and things like that you can yeah. be an artist doing whatever creating exactly. all sorts of things let's be honest look at some of the weird and wacky art that goes for millions and millions of pounds you think to yourself i could have done that like yeah. honestly i can draw a yellow circle and a red triangle and a blue line yeah but i don't because i don't say, consider that art yeah people will say yeah my kid could do that and yeah they could if they watched art attack because it's given you it's given you all the tools you need but then he also takes this plop art thing to another level <laughs> quite literally um and this is where i think it encourages the ch- the child to be just just let let loose just go yeah. mad and it, again unfortunately you can refer to finders keepers a bit here a few times is that whole sort of allowing you to do stuff you wouldn't normally do yeah you're right yeah. so he gets a, uh, a cherry picker um, and for any of our particular international listeners, welcome aboard. Um, a cherry picker is, is essentially a like a crane on a big long arm that you know you put, a person could go up in, some changing yeah. street lights and things like that in them. Um, so he would get up there and he'd fill a full balloon <laughs> and drop a balloon from 40, 50 feet in the air yeah. onto a massive sheet of white paper. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I watched this as a child, mm-hmm. okay, and we enjoyed it then. Yeah. I've watched it now as a you know, male in my 30s, mm-hmm. um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. However, I found it slightly more fascinating, I think, as a grown-up than as a child, because I, my, my science brain kicked in a little bit. And I don't know when you watch the balloon splat on the, uh, on the paper, on the ground, yeah. but did you notice how there's a, there's a square, almost like an invisible square of where physics has told where the balloon has burst and the paint is now shooting out in like a wave sense yeah yeah there's almost a gap if you look back on it there's a sort of a, a lesser covered square area of of like so the empty paint, space yeah so the paint negative kind of space yeah negative space that's, that's the one, phrase yeah. i'm looking for so the paint splats about five to six feet out yeah and then there seems to be a little bit of negative space about foot 18 inches wide right and then more paint is on the other side of that yeah it's almost like if you like, if you if you're a really science nerd and you like sound waves, if you stand at a certain distance from a subwoofer, mm-hmm. you can sometimes hear the notes, and at certain other distances you can't hear it. It's because mm. the sound wave goes over your head. Getting yeah. a bit nerdy now. Is that true? Yeah. So if you go to a festival or a massive, massive show, door in the desk because we need to think about things like that. So a massive, massive show at festival, like big, big stage, you know, yeah. PA. If you go, if you walk up towards the stage slowly, mm-hmm. yeah, you will be able to hear the bass sometimes and other times not it's because sound because the low frequency waves of sound go up and down like like all sound waves do but they go higher i didn't know they were that big i thought they were no they're massive really lower the the lower and louder the bigger the wave and you can actually literally stand underneath a sound wave at low frequencies and where you go you can go there's like no bass to this music where's the bass gone walk Mm. five feet forward and you'll better hear it i need to think about this for dawn the death and and that because I did a bit of study of that in my partner degree, mm-hmm. I thought, look, looking at the paint, the way the paint splattered out, I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Paint mm. has acted in the same way that sound would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I was like, I'm sitting there going, how is it that after 25, <laughs> nearly 30 years, I'm still blown away by art attack and a man dropping a balloon off a cherry picker? This <laughs> is brilliant. Well, I think... I think the, We're three minutes in. The, the magic here is Neil Buchanan. Yeah. He... He's so sorely under you. I don't know what he's doing now, but Neil, if you're listening, mate, you're you are the best. I have never seen anyone so cheery about anything. Someone who's won a lottery, someone who's just yeah. had given birth, 
him presenting a show on art, he's just optimistic. He seems happy with himself, with what he's doing, yeah. and everything that's going on around him. Yeah, and it's such a fun environment. The studio, to go back to the studio sort of environment, oh, it's a great Every, set design. Everything, if you've not ever seen it, it's enormous bits of art. So there's pencils, there's rulers, there's paint pots, but they're all giant. So as if Neil Buchanan is like a, a borrower. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, if you've good. seen the film Borrowers, you'll know what I mean. Um, you know, and and therefore and therefore he makes him seem like a child. Yeah, it's a very clever That's bit true. of it's a very clever bit of psychology to make children seem like you know massive pencils, and also it's just novelty and it's silly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. silly to have a, a ruler that's. 15 feet long yeah and that only says one centimeter two centimeters three centimeters four you know it's mad i think you're right about breaking the rules it gives it gives kids the license to, to break the rules even if they haven't been told they're not allowed to do something in a creative sense it's, yeah. and again it's, it's that it's the fine line between sort of telling children you can do what you want yeah but also that he's explaining the confines of how far yeah. you can go it's almost like something like the young ones are bottom, where that's like for adults breaking the rules, showing yeah. you people who break the rules for adults. This is breaking the rules for kids, on, on, and it's and it's great, harmless as yeah. well. Other, other other things that besides all the art stuff, the other things that make Art Attack what it is are the little side characters. So you've got the, got the statue, the head, <laughs> gallery head, yeah, yeah. So in this first episode, it's an actual guy, because in later episodes, it's a puppet, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, see, I don't remember seeing this version of it. No, I, don't. I was like, oh, it's so an this, actual I, guy. I, I don't know how gray. long this lasted. Well, I just think it's easier just not just to have a puppet, just because that guy, this is, because the show was on for like over 10 years or something. Um, Yeah, 2007 it ended, started 1990. Oh my So 17 God. years, 17 wow. years. And yeah, obviously they couldn't get that guy back every time because he probably aged out of out of the role. But um, he, he, he was great as well because he gives you a little bit of, adds another touch of magic because like, Hang on, this statue's come alive and it's talking to me, making yeah. jokes and stuff. Um, but it's direct to the the audience, yeah. the, the child that's watching the show, and exactly. the security guard in the scene as well yeah. doesn't know what's going on. He can't see exactly. or hear it because it's letting you into the secret. It's so an in joke. Yeah. So next time you're you're at a, like a gallery or like a, a museum, and you take, get taken to museums as a as a kid, you're probably taking a quick look at that, that statue and thinking, "Hang on a minute, like is that going to come alive as well?" Yeah. So it's like a proto night at the museum type thing. Um, yes, yeah, very good. <laughs> Yeah, and um, the again, again, the main thing about this is just Neil Buchanan's artistry, and he brings his own like cheery uh, demeanor into all the art he does, and he just mm. makes you think. Every, I mean, some of the things he 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 taught us here aren't aren't amazing, aren't mind blowing, but no. because of his enthusiasm, it just makes it exciting and it's simple as well. Yeah, it's, it never overcomplicates anything. It's clearly a well thought out show. Yeah. As you say, it's come from the US, so perhaps maybe they learnt a few things from the US sort of incarnation of it yeah. to make it relevant, uh, make it work for a British audience. But just like you know, for example, going back to this question I asked you right at the start, can you draw? I don't consider myself a particularly good artist either. Yeah. I think everyone can be if you really, really want to be. Mm-hmm. But the drawing of a cartoon face, mm. he was explaining about that. He went, you start with three, th- you've got three things. You've got eyebrows, you've got eyes, you've got a mouth. Yeah. He went, so I'll draw some now. And he just draws two straight lines next to each other for the eyebrows. Two normal round eyes with little pupils in the middle and a straight face. Yeah. Straight mouth. Got, a straight mouth, sorry. Yeah. So it's one line for the mouth. And he goes, see, there you go. There's a face that just looks very kind of nonplussed. I don't think he uses that word, but, you know, he and he goes, all you have to do is change one of those features and suddenly the face changes. So he goes, I'll draw it again. Straight eyebrows, normal eyes. He goes, and a big beaming smile, nice big teeth. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden... That's two different characters I'm looking at. That kids can easily do. And all he's done is drawn an extra line under that original line for the mouth yeah. and put some lines for teeth. Mm-hmm. He then does the same thing. He goes, so this looks like quite a friendly face. You know, not not surprised, not shocked, but just a happy, smiley face. Mm. He goes, we'll leave the smiley face this time and we'll just angle the eyebrows. And he does it and it's like, <gasps> and suddenly it's a shocked sort yeah. of smiley face or it's an angry evil looking smile and it's like how is it that simple yeah and it is and i remember watching this as a kid and literally having a bit of paper in front of me and trying to follow what he does yeah he makes it look so easy it gives kids even if you're not great at it gives kids the opportunity to like follow along and and Mm. almost make something as good as him um Again, with the, with the Neil Buchanan thing, because I think he is re- sorely underrated. He, he should be a, a national treasure, this guy. B- 
before he was uh, a TV presenter, because uh, before this he presented um, uh, a kids' TV show called Number Seventy Three. It was a Saturday morning TV show okay. uh, with Sandy Togsvik. They were the two hosts. Wow, really? Yeah, they were the two hosts. Um, it's if you ever get a chance on YouTube, watch an episode. It's mental. It is like the young ones. Ah. Um, so you've got um, his art ability but before this he was actually in a heavy metal band that did okay he was in a band called Marseille Um, he (laughs) won the first ever UK Battle of the Bands he toured with Judas Priest and he released four albums no way Um, so yeah so I think he toured with uh, Def Leppard Iron Maiden Um, so Neil Buchanan was on guitar and yeah, and if you if you Google online, if you, if you Google Neil Buchanan in Marseille, you'll find pictures of him and his band. And I think Blimey, recently, yeah, I found, just found it now. Yeah, that's insane. I think he's got back together with him. And he's been doing oh, it's a picture from 2011 with him with the band. I mean, they're looking pretty darn old, but he's got kind of like an emo haircut, and <laughs> he's looking pretty cool to be honest. Um, yeah, I've just seen. I've just found a little something. Apparently, he appeared. This is back in 2012, admittedly, but in Celebrity Juice, where he talks about Art Attack and playing with his band, like now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad. It's crazy. So, I mean, overall, this I think this is a really important show, and I think uh, without it, there'll be a lot of people here who who would have no exposure to art, and this probably inspired so many kids to take up art or to be oh, creative. You know it did. Um, so, I just think this is a really important show. Mm. Um, there's only a few children's art shows that you can you can t- talk about one's art attack one's maybe take heart but heartbeat um and there's not too many other art shows out there no i mean blue boot was we sort of we might we, yes. we were going to suggest about doing because it was lots of sort of creative art making things and that as yeah. well as other stuff as well yeah but it was because it was one of the only ones we could think of but like again like just sort of hark back to the the complete openness of the show and what it's what it's core I think idea was is to to tell children you can make art out of anything mm. using any you know means and there's a chainsaw chair I mean they make a chair out of a wooden um, oh, yeah, log yeah, yeah. yeah and the guy uses a chainsaw to make it's it great. now obviously <laughs> you know I mean Neil Buchanan stands at a distance and says you know don't try this at home and sort of thing but the guy stands there and carves a, ch- a small chair out of a log and he's like. Well, it's art. Yeah, it's it, an art form, and and yeah. subtly, I guess as well. Again, a very, very subconscious message here. But you know, being creative and making woodwork yeah. is is an art form. Yeah, it just might not necessarily be seen as being arty. And also, kids won't know where a chair comes from, but this no. shows them it actually comes from a tree. Yeah, um, and it's in a TV show where everything is explained to you on your level. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of Art Attack. Um, also, just go back to the theme song. Great catchy theme song, no yep. words, um, but I often sing Art Attack. Um, what is it? <laughs> of course, you do, yeah. And it's it's quirky, it's catchy, it's kind of it's just it, it feels dangerous as well, like as in like yeah. like someone's encouraging the kids to break the rules in the best way. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Could you be the Neil Buchan- the, the um, new Neil Buchanan? Well, weird story here. Okay, um, here we go. So the guy who took over from Neil Buchanan. Uh, what? Right. So after I haven't seen it. So it got re kind of reincarnated by 2000s. by Nickelodeon in the two thousands. Right. And the guy who presented it uh, did so for about three or four years, and it did all right. It did okay. It was, it was okay. a nice sort of comeback. Never seen those. And ones. I we used to go to the gym with him. Ah. <laughs> Genuinely, like we used to go to a private gym, like together but we didn't know we weren't doing it but we just happened to book the classes at the same time each week yeah 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 and I was you know when you look at someone yeah and you know you know them from somewhere but yeah. you cannot remember where from mm-hmm. yeah and the problem is and I, I have this more so with the name so if people hear my name mentioned they might know because I've did a radio and such blah 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 right? and you've got an unusual name and I've got an unusual name anyway so once you've heard it once you tend to remember yeah it, okay I, I wouldn't say necessarily I've got one of those particularly recognisable faces as such, right? This guy has. He's got. He's just got a face, and obviously I recognise him because he'd been on the telly. Yeah. Because he'd done Art Attack, and I was for months, right? For months we were training together, like separately, but in the same gym. And I, I was like, this. I don't understand. Where where do I know him from? Did he go to my school? Did he, was he like a year above me? And like that's why I kind of sort of know him, but don't know him. And eventually we got kind of chatting about the bits and pieces, about work and whatnot. Uh, and he was sort of working with an agency, trying to look, look for some more TV work. And I'm thinking, yeah, maybe it's TV. And I go, so what, what, what have you done then in the past? And that's when he told me. And I was like, oh, my God, how 
How did I not know? <laughs> how did I? How did none of this string together? It just honestly baffles me no end. My how my brain works sometimes. Don't, time, but I've there had, we are. I had a similar thing where I was on the train once, um, and I saw someone sitting opposite me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I know, like I know them." And I was like, "Oh, you're right." And, she, and, she, and then the woman was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." And I was like. The, yeah, what have you been up to? And she's like, oh, you know, I've just just been shopping. It's like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and I was like, I'm just going home, whatever. Because I knew her from somewhere. And I was like, oh, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't know her from life. I know her from um, uh, Pint of Lager and a Packet and Packet of Crisps, that TV show. She's the brunette one, the one that's not Sheridan Smith. Right, okay. Um, she was just, oh, you're not Sheridan Smith, are you? Yeah, it was like, um, yeah, Canary Wharf. It was, it was on a train at Canary Wharf. Like, and it was, she was just shopping. You are unbelievable, honestly. Um <laughs> Yeah, but the, and the, the final thing I want to say on the Art Attack, very quickly before we move on, yeah. um, is the one of the most iconic parts about the show is the big artwork that oh, they do on it. the floor, and they usually do it with like sand or flour or Glitter toilet roll, or... as they do in the first episode. Yeah. He makes he makes a giant dog out of pink toilet roll. One thing about, yeah, because of the Andrex advert and yeah. stuff, yeah. And there's lots of Labradors like rolling around on the yeah. floor, which was just adorable to any child, just to be honest. But you can see how, from this from this first episode that. The art attacks, the big art attacks, weren't as ambitious as first episode because I think that was a pretty easy one to Probably. do. But I remember the ones later on where he oh would, they got elaborate. Yeah, he would be on cherry picker up in the sky and he would look down and he's and he's made the most elaborate picture out of flipping traffic cones and margarine. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it was exactly that yeah. combo and like bees. It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I love this show to bits. It's fifteen minutes long. It's originally broadcast on LWT. Yeah. Um, 15th of June, 1990. So, Was it LWT? Yeah, yeah, LWT. So that must have mean it was broadcast on the weekend rather than... Because it was London oh. Weekend t- Television. They only made stuff on the yeah, weekend, Possible. Right? Possible. Who knows? Um, nearly 30 years old. Yeah. But still, to this very day, I think one of the best art shows there is. The best, probably. And, and I know yeah. that it's credited a lot with um, taking inspiration um, and a sort of lead from Take Heart. And yeah. heartbeat as yeah, well, sure. um, and rightly so because Tony mm-hmm. Hart was pretty much the the you know the staple of yeah. art television in that sense. Um, so Neil Buchanan, wonderful, would love him to do some more TV. He was fantastic. Get him on your radio show. I'm gonna find out where his band are playing and just get them in. Get them in. And then yeah. go, hey band, listen, I've got some questions for Neil. They're not gonna yeah. be music based. They're gonna be <laughs> art based. Imagine. Let's go in the car park. I've got a cherry picker. And Imagine. I got six tons of gravel and a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, just come to play guitar. No, Neil. Outside, <laughs> yeah. we're playing with gravel. Yeah. We're making a big picture of uh, the, the professor, whatever. Um, I don't know I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> a random professor. <laughs> yeah, I want you to make a gravel version of Guglielmi Marconi, the man who invented the radio. Marconi. Da, 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 da. And he'll go... I just want to play my song, Rob. Okay, fine, we'll play the song. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Art Attack, loved it a lot. Um, it was very nice to kind of go back and see something from my childhood as well, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and we shall score it shortly. A bit later. But let's go on to the show that you've randomly brought up. Well, this isn't what we've advertised, Rob. No, I know, I know. But and we've I apologize, explained why. But we've explained why. And we tried to go for something that was from the same sort of era that we both remembered as yeah. well. Um, and it is the wonderfully strange Raggy Dolls. Beautiful. We should sing Great all the things, Jim. By the way, if you've only we? just dropped into this um, pilot podcast, yeah, welcome absolutely. aboard. Thank you very much Thanks for choosing. Um, Take 100 is just a couple of weeks away, oh. and we said for Take 100 we'd have to do something special. Right. We're going to do our top five each theme tunes from TV shows ever. Wow. How are we going to do it? We're going to sing them. Sing it? Yep, we're going to perform we're gonna them live. We're going to need music, We're going to perform them live 
With Your one... top five, yep. my top five. Wow. That's ambitious. I don't care. Let's do it. It's, it's 100 episodes of the Pilot Podcast, mate. Yeah. We have to do something special. Okay, so guys out there, if you want to hear us sing a theme no, no, song... No, no, no. doesn't matter if, if they do or they don't. Yeah. We're going to do it anyway. No, but if it's, <laughs> let them recommend which ones. What are your oh. favourite theme songs? And maybe you'll inspire us. If, uh, ping us your favourite theme songs on Twitter. We'll give you the Twitter handles later. And... Um, Hashtag put it on the list so we, so we can find it. Yeah. And uh, we'll be able to do the best ones and maybe your suggestion will get in there. Yeah. Well, you'll do five, I'll pick five, yeah. but we'll perform them together anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they can be from our list of shows we've done already in yeah. the past hundred takes. Yeah. Or they might be from shows we haven't quite done yet and yeah, we'll get yeah, to yeah. in the near future. Okay. All right. Cool. So... No more singing the theme tunes for a moment. Let's talk Raggy Dolls. Cool. Um, Can I just first of all say Sad Sack is my guy? <laughs> of course he we, is. While we watched this together, and I was like, Sad Sack's yeah. my guy. He's, yeah. so, he's like Eeyore times 100. <laughs> if, if Eeyore didn't have any arms and legs and was just scrolling like, on, his, on, his, on his belly, that yeah. would be Sad Sack. All uh, right. Well, he's got a great th- catchy theme tune. <laughs> it does. Uh, really where you, where you meet all the characters uh, that kind of feature on a regular basis. They're in the reject bin, as the lyrics to the song mentions. Yeah. And the song also mentions the name. Right. Bonus points. Bonus points. But the theme song also gives you the, the premise of the TV show. Yeah. They were on, they were on that production line. And something was wrong with them. It, absolutely. Go, in the, some, go in the bin. Something wrong with them. They're in the reject bin, but there's lyrics are saying, Dolls like you and me. Yeah. As if to say, it doesn't matter who you are, what yep. walk of life you come from, mm-hmm. whether you're normal or not. Yeah. We're all in this together. Because when you look at them... Yeah, but also it does say that. like It's really inspirational, but it's also like, get in the reject bin. Like, <laughs> with many does like you and me it's in a, the bin. It's a bit of a weird combination, it has to be said. <laughs> no, yeah. I know, um, it, does, it does show, it does like tell people, no matter who you are, like you said, no matter who you are, there's a place for everyone, and we're all cool in the yeah, end. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they are a, a proper random sort of array of, of raggy dolls, really. Sad Sack, uh, Dottie, Hi-Fi, Lucy, Back to Front, Claude, Princess, and Ragamuffin are the kind of main characters. We don't meet necessarily all of them we in the first episode. We don't meet Ragamuffin in the first episode, do no, we? No, we don't. But just yeah. sort of mentioning, because Ragamuffin does get quite popular and Is he throughout. like the stinky one or smelly one or something, or...? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. I no idea. But I can't remember. We've only yeah. watched the pilot episode. Ten yeah. minutes long, so it doesn't take very long to watch and have a you know and have a think about what you think of it. Um, I had so many. But they're questions. such an, they're such an odd bunch. Let's just yeah. start with that. They are the yeah. I know the they're weirdest bunch. Of... I know they're raggy dolls and they're the rejects from the collection because they're yeah. not perfect. They don't meet the the criteria for the shop floor. Yeah. So they get put in the reject bin. First question, really. Mm-hmm. How do they come to life? It does not expect. At least with like something like Super Ted, it, it, they come to life because of like a magic word. Yeah. And aliens come down with this. Same can be said for Toy Story, in fairness. But I suggest maybe all toys come to life when humans aren't looking. We can we can work this out. So okay, so they're on the production line. Yep. All the other dolls are are essentially dead. Inanimate. Inanimate. That's the one. And something's wrong. Dead with, work. Something's wrong with this one. Maybe there's a, like a thread out of place or something. So they get picked out of the production line. I mean, you say thread out of place in the opening sequence. Yeah, she looks nothing like that. She's like she's on the wrong production line. Yeah, so she doesn't match. The oh, other and people. she, by the way, we're talking about Dottie. Dottie. So she gets thrown in a reject bin. Luckily, all of her mates are there, so it's fine. Um, well, you say all of her mates are there. She's yeah. never met these people before. She's only just come off the production line. So okay, I figured it out. So she wasn't animate, she wasn't alive until she got into the reject bin. So there's something in, in that the reject, reject bin. bin. Interesting. So being in the reject bin means you have more about you yeah. than being than being the same as everybody else. And because you're with other rejects, that makes you alive. So maybe yeah. it's like a metaphor. It makes you special. So kids watching this who are maybe a little bit different, uh, maybe the head's on back to front, they all feel, feel inspired by this. Like yeah. Heart Attack, you'll feel inspired. And I, I do remember watching this cartoon and think when I was a kid, I'm thinking, oh, okay. Like, these people are different, so therefore it's fine to be different because they seem to be happy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like you say, the theme song's out of this world. I think it's, the theme song's great. Also, the writers are out of this world because it's just bonkers. It is bonkers. So they are, I don't understand why, but they are out of the bin. And early in the, in the uh, episode, and they are in the garden. 
I didn't realise the factory had a garden. It was a park. At park, I felt yeah. it was a park, yeah. And um, you think to yourself, well, what, what would a bunch of, you know, random raggy dolls do? You've come to life. You know, the first thing they're going to do is what? Like, probably explore the world, you know? Yeah. Maybe... Go maybe, on the news and say, hey, guys, we're, we're people too. We've come alive. Yeah, yeah. Scale a mountain. Wrestle a bear. Nope. They play cricket. Okay, I've got questions for you. Yeah, go on in. Where do they get the cricket equipment from yep. that's doll-sized? Uh, well... That was my point. It wasn't the where do they get it from. Where do they find doll-sized cricket equipment? Yeah. And then also, where do they put it afterwards? Mm. Yeah. It's not like there's a PE cupboard no. in the back of the factory. No. Lots of unexplained things in this show. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're playing cricket. Sad Sack gets out first ball. Or, sorry, he doesn't get out first ball because he doesn't want to be out first ball, so he argues about it. <laughs> he speaks to the classic umpire. It's, uh, classic The umpire. The umpire, who is hi-fi... No. No, high fives are like the person. High fives the, the high fives the wicket keeper. Yep, yep. Um was Claude. Claude. Claude the French one, the yeah. French uh, French doll. <laughs> Told you it was weird. Uh, the French doll, Claude. This seems is, racist to French is, people. <laughs> is the humpire. Um and Claude doesn't even know how to play cricket, so why they're asking him I have no idea. Uh, there's a bit of an argument, a bit of argy bargy, mm-hmm. and Oh no. No, Claude is not the umpire. Who is? Back to front is the umpire, but he's not paying attention because he's watching a plane. Yeah. A remote control aeroplane, which is being flown around the sky, uh, has caught the attention of back to front, who should Mm -hmm. be paying attention to the cricket match. back to front, so it's not an excuse. I don't know if his head's back on front or his clothes are just on back to front. No, I think that's why he got he was in the reject bin. Heads on back to front. front. Fair enough. So he's watching this plane being flown through the air. He doesn't quite know what it is, where it's coming from, and, you know, how it's up there. Uh, but the plane itself comes down and crash lands in the garden. Quite dramatic. It's like yeah. This, uh, and like, I think there's a TV show that's taking inspiration from this. What other pilot episode has a plane crash first episode? Episode one of the pilot. Hmm. Can you remember what we did for episode one? Friends. No. <laughs> Are you joking? Round the twist. <laughs> it's lost. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> so, so yeah, it brought back memories of that. Uh, but, it's, but instead of... I was trying to think do, of the other random Australian thing we keep watching that I can't remember the title of. Pugwall. Pugwall. No, it's not Pugwall. <laughs> I was trying to say Pugwall, but my brain couldn't remember what it was called. Um, but actually, instead of... like, Despite the, the, the issues of a plane crashing, mm-hmm. they managed to kind of get that plane back together pretty sharp. They just decided, as their raggy dolls have come to life... Border cricket. ...that they know how to put a plane back together. Not only that, I don't know if you noticed this, a remote, con- a remote control airplane... Probably is, made of plastic. Yeah, is controlled by the remote control. Yep. They managed to make the plane back together with a fully operational pilot kit in the cockpit. Yeah. Because so they fly understand. it. They fly the plane. Yeah, they fly the plane. They, they fix it. They sew it all back together. Yeah. And, yeah, that's right. I said sew it. Yeah, they sew the wings back on. Because they have to often sew themselves back together, so they... So why not sew the plane back together? Yeah. And then they test pl- fly it. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's of course what you do after a plane's crash and you fix it with a sewing kit. <laughs> um, and they fly it and they do the upside down. They do a victory roll and all this and they're sort all of hanging stuff. hanging off the, off the wings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like stunt... Stump, uh, what are, uh, wing walkers. Exactly. That's the one I was thinking of. Absolutely stark raving bonkers, this episode. Yeah. What message is this giving kids? I don't know. No. I love the concept of raggy dolls being that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're not quite what everyone else says you should be. Yeah. You know, off the production line. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still have a great bunch of friends that you get on with, that you explore the world with, yeah. and life is okay. It's mm-hmm. not a problem to not be normal. Yeah. Love the premise of the show. Don't understand why they're playing cricket and why they're fixing planes. Yeah, who's? I mean, it's it's odd, but I like the madness. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, can't, I can't say anything other than I love it. And like the 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 interesting thing that I guess no one, I mean, I doubt a lot of people speak about records now. But the interesting thing is, at the end of the episode, while the credits are running, they get back into the reject bin. Yeah. They get back into the reject bin, and, it's, and I'm just thinking, okay, so they've come to life. They could go anywhere. Uh-huh. Why are they going back into the reject bin? And there's only one reason. The drunk. No. The oh. reject bin gives them life. And if they don't make it back, like a vampire. Like a recharge. If they don't get back to the reject bin it's before wireless, sunup. It's a wireless charging dock. Yeah. They'll become dolls again. In so, 1984. Yeah. So when I reboot... Six. 
raggy dolls as raggy dolls the motion picture that you'll you'll go inside the rejet bin and you'll see all the crazy stuff going on. I know there. you should never you should never unveil the secret. Never go into the rejet bin. No, no, just never unveil the secret of how really? it works. Okay. I think if you did that, that would mate, spoil you, it. You, yeah, you'd be hung, drawn, and quartered. I don't know. I, I By the raggy dolls themselves. I want to see what's in that bin. Oh, you can see what's in it. Okay. But don't tell. Don't spread the story. Yeah. Don't spoil it. Okay. It's like the magic that should never be known. But it's like society cast them out as rejects and put them in the bin. And yet they have the freedom to go anywhere they want. Mm. But they go back into this bin that society put them in. Yeah. I just feel like they're going to take over the factory and kill everyone. <laughs> because. <laughs> of course they're going to kill everyone. I yeah, that's what's happened. Like, like Chucky, the, the doll from Child's Play. So Why wouldn't you? You're so warped. They're going back to that reject bin to plot a plan to take over the factory. Is it because the light is getting darker in this room and we're under candlelight? <laughs> you're trying to get all creepy about the whole thing. I just think that's what I would do. Such a weirdo. The Raggy Dolls. Raggy Dolls. Raggy. Just <laughs> like um, you. No, stop it, because you're weirding me out. Okay. Um, Neil Innes uh, is the voice of the, Neil? of the narrator. Because um, uh, it's, you know, because the narrator, funnily enough, is Neil Innes. Um, he he voices all the characters, really. This isn't played yeah. by voice actors. It's not acted out in that sense. But Neil kind of narrates it and therefore puts a little voice on for each of them. Yeah. Which... You know, it's quite a brave thing to do because there's, there's a few of them, you know, as we've mentioned. Sad Sack, Dottie, Hi-Fi, Lucy, Back to Front, Claude, Princess, Ragabub. And there are several other characters that come in and out of the show sort of on a secondary satellite characters. Um, so heaven knows how he comes up with so many voices, but he does. <laughs> and uh, apparently Neil was also responsible for some of the script supervision and oh. for the music production. Yeah, I mean, that theme song. Whoever came up with the theme song is brilliant. Yeah, well, apparently Neil worked on quite a lot of the music in this show as well. So oh, okay. um, it has been kind of Neil week in a way on the pilot <laughs> podcast. I, don't, I mean, it's a fantastic, fun little 10-minute show. Yeah. Great animation from 1986 as well to add. So it's from sort of four years before Art Attack came to TV. Um, the first episode is called The Flying Machine. There was eight or nine series of this. Yeah, it was very, very, very popular. I think I had some books of it as well. Really? Possibly, yeah. Um, one question is, yes. when you eventually have kids, yes. which one would you, or would you say both to your kids? Oh, yeah. I'd happily let them watch either Raggy, Raggy Dolls or Art Attack, yeah. or both. Because it's quite, both of these are quite, uh, like, anarchy. Like, anarchy. They, yeah, yeah. Like, because dolls come to life and... and one fixing things, and also um, a, a grown-up adult acting like a five-year-old child. Yep. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Pretty, mu- pretty much the definition of me, actually. <laughs> but it's great. There's, there's an, only a few people can pull it off: Rick Mail, Neil Buchanan, and Rob Jelly. That's it. Rob Jelly third. Yeah, Rob Jelly the third, of course. Um, First would never do it. No, no, he far too posh. Yeah, far too posh. And the second one, obviously. All right. So let's, I mean, let's let's do <laughs> as we previously. <laughs> Let's run it against the commandments. So, okay, like to, so for those joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. And uh, we'd like to kind of compare the shows against a sort of set list of 10 things we look for yeah. in the pilot episode. Um, these are things that you possibly can't really look for in a second or third episode. Yep. It's quite important to get them early on in the first one. So do you want to watch episode two of Art Attack? I'm not in a rush. I don't need to watch it. Yeah. But I would... If it was on, I saw it and go, oh, Art Attack. Totally, if it was Done. on. I'd, I'd turn it over to Art Attack if I was blipping. Yeah. Like, you know, when you do the menu thing, you scroll through the menu rather than changing channels. Yeah. And you go, hey, Art Attack's on. I'd yep. stick it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Um, would you do the same for Raggy Dolls? No. If you saw it flicking through? I, I like I like the first episode. I don't think I'd go to it as my first option. No. I'd keep going and see if there's anything yeah. else, and then I might go back and go, ah, oh, yeah, exactly. a bit ragged. Oh, why not? <laughs> why not? All right, fine. Does it have a memorable memorable theme tune? Arstack, definitely, so. and sings the title. Raggy Ooh, Dolls, yeah. great song. Also sings, sings the, the title. title. Yeah, good Points. bonus point for each of them. Yeah. Does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Arstack doesn't no. really. Um, Raggy Dolls, not really either. No, because I think it's presumed that you're joining this group of raggy dolls that already know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sort of being shown how it all came to be it by the been... fact that one of them comes off the production line and goes in the reject bin. Yeah. It would have been cool if it was Dottie's story, like Dottie getting to know them and saying, hey, like, I'm I'm new here. That yeah, what's cool. your name, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's maybe a missed trick in that. Yeah, you know, we could have scrapped the cricket scene. Yeah. 
perhaps. Um, all right, would you pause for a pee? No need. No, no. 15 minutes long for Art Attack, 10 minutes long for Ragged yeah. Dolls. You can't hold it that long. Go and see a GP. Yeah. Um, do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate, with one or more of the characters? Love Neil Buchanan. Love Neil, Neil Buchanan, so definitely on his side. Uh, I quite like Sartak, because I want him to be good. <laughs> I want him to be happy. So I was just like, oh, what's the deal with Sartak? Um So yeah, Sartak. I don't know how emotionally connected I feel, but mm. I certainly feel something about the characters of Raggy Dolls. Because they're rejects. And, yeah. Yeah. I, they're underdog. I, f- I feel like I want them to yeah. succeed. I want them to do well. I want them to go on adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's obviously trying to put my adult brain into a childlike state, yeah. which isn't hard. Because I think you have to think, if you were a child, would you want to be friends with Neil Buchanan? Yep. Would yep. you want to be friends with Reggie Dolls? A hundred bloody percent. Yeah. And go on adventures with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll go with that. Would you recommend it? Both. Both. Yeah. Absolutely, I would. In a heartbeat. Is there a mic drop? There's a balloon drop in Art Attack. Oh, nice, nice. See what I did there. Uh, but no mics were drops in it either, I think. Uh, no, no. I think Raggy Dolls is just too fun and silly to yeah. have like a mic drop moment anyway. It would kind of ruin it, but yeah. it doesn't have one. Uh, does it defy expectations? I think Art Attack does because it comes from a, you know, it's coming out of the fact that you've had Heartbeat and Take Heart. Yeah which have been very well-established, very much-loved art-type shows. Mm-hmm. And whilst they probably had a slightly more, I don't want to say professional feel to them, a slightly less fun, childish feel to them yeah. than perhaps Art Attack does, mm-hmm. it comes with big shoes to fill. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it does very, very well. So, yeah. And it comes from a US show as well. It does. I mean, I expected Art Attack to be good, and I expected and it was. Yeah, and it was. So it didn't it didn't exceed my expectations, nor did Raggy Dolls really. Okay. Um, but out of the two, I preferred Art Attack. Yeah, I would say so as well. I'd go with that. Has it aged well, Art Attack? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Both it doesn't of them, look to be thirty years old. Oh, definitely. Raggy not, no. Dolls does. Just the style of Raggy, animation. Just just literally looks older. <laughs> yeah. But and it's only four years in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know it's an animation, it's a live sort of studio shot thing, so it's hard to massively compare them against each other, but Raggy Dolls looks as old as it is. Yeah. Artitech looks like it could be younger than it is. Mm-hmm. If you turn around and said to someone, by the way, next year, Artitech's 30, <laughs> people would go, shut up, he's 30. <laughs> I mean, people would tell you you've taken something. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's because it's so fun, it's so vibrant and colourful and fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the hype reel. I mean, I don't know if there was any hype for Art Attack when it first launched in 1990. They're or... both long-running TV shows, so I guess the hype, the hype was real. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure too many people are talking about these shows now. Maybe Art Attack, because the format has yeah. been used in other countries. And I think the Indian one's relatively new as well. So, Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, overall... I, we enjoy, I enjoyed them both. Yeah, we should do that now. Art Attack first, because it was your show. You get okay. to go first. I enjoy, ten. I enjoy this very much. Um, I don't think it's as good as it gets. Yep. Um, and I'm simply going to give it a seven. And most of that is for Neil, Neil Buchanan. I thought this was a good first episode to introduce the format, but I think it gets a lot better. Um, so I'm giving that a seven. I would wholeheartedly agree with you, and I go match you with the seven. Okay. Strong theme tune, great format, superb presenter, Um Again, agree. I think you can already see how it's it's being very, not being very cautious. It's being slightly cautious in moments and refining those little things like the head. Yeah. The statue head gets better when they turn it to a puppet. Mm-hmm. Um, just think it looks kind of more suited. Yeah. Um, gives it a bit more scope to be able to move that head around the studio space. Yeah. Um, and the art actually just gets bigger and more extravagant, which is... It just makes it more interesting. Yeah, totally. Uh, Raggy Doll's um, score. Oh, I mean, it's brilliant. It's lovely. It's mm-hmm. it's joyous. It's perfect for the age group it's aimed at. Yeah. Um, but it's got a few things. I mean, just stuff that doesn't make any sense. But should it make... I don't know. I, what are you giving it? Got to push you oh. on this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have seven. Okay. I'm going to go for a seven. It's, it's a good show. Um, 
because I gave Art Attack 7, I have to give it 6.5. Well, that's the thing. I, I yeah. feel like I slightly enjoyed Art Attack more, but I, yeah. it's hard to compare these two, yeah. as we've already addressed. I think it's good, but um, obviously there are better shows out there, and... I mean the theme song, like like we were watching it, and Rob's like, "How do you how do you know all the words? If I knew all the words to a, to a show I haven't seen in like at least twenty years, then you know it's a good show." Yeah, um, but it's a good theme tune at least. Oh, it's a good theme song at least, and yeah, and it's it's good. Like the underdogs, like you say, I'm always rooting for the underdogs in whatever situation it is. I always consider myself the underdog myself, so I saw a lot of myself in Sartak. Mm. Um, so um, and uh, I don't know which one was Rob, but. Maybe back to front? No idea. Probably. Yeah. Do you know what? I think uh, to be fair to the shows, and we'd like to try and make sure we compare them sort of against each other, but against the whole uh, sort of pot of shows. Yeah. I'm going to go for 6.5. I'm going to just retract slightly okay. because I, I think I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think it's as good as Art Attack. It's not. It's not. So it's for 6.5, 6. gives it a 13. Art yeah. Attack gives a 14. Yeah. Neither of which make our top 50, no, unfortunately. But they're but, fair scores. But they're very fair scores indeed. Yeah. I think you'll agree. Uh, you can watch them both online. They're very easy to find on. Daily Motion, YouTube, yeah, so on and so forth, um, and that kind of brings us on to what we're going to do next week. Okay, so for I've got take ninety nine, it's your choice first, I guess. Oh, good lord! Uh, well, I feel like we don't have to do anything special for ninety nine because we're just going to do no. madness for a hundred. Well, I've got an idea of what I want to <clears> do if, if you let me go first. Go on then. I really, 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 just yeah. because I heard some nuffle about, I really want to do the first episode of ER. Um, Never seen it. I I can't remember if I've seen the the pilot of it either. But I know, and unfortunately, it's it's a long one. <coughs> it's like a feature length. Um, right. But I really, really want to watch it because I, I, it's always considered one of the best. And if we're trying to find the best ones, we got to watch the best. Yeah. So maybe okay. if you can think of a medical type show or like an, a glossy American show, at least um, there's plenty out there. Um. Mm. I'm trying to think. Maybe is it worth? Is it possible for me to do something emergency services wide? Oh, okay. So not necessarily the medical side of things, but maybe police, maybe fire. Yeah, services episode. I mean, oh, do you know? As soon as I said that, I'm thinking, can I put it up against London's Burning? That's that's great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I'm happy. That's 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 a that's a great comparison. American yeah. against British. I love a bit of British TV. You know me. Yeah. And I definitely haven't seen the first episode of London's Burning. No, Burn and I know my other half is obsessed with London's Burning. Really? Yeah, yeah. Don't know why. I, I know some. It's probably someone fitting it. Oh, there's that guy who released a song. Smoke yeah. gets in your eyes. <laughs> no, no, for real. Well, that isn't a joke. He did. <laughs> that is definitely a joke. <laughs> that is not a joke. One of the one of the people from. Um, <laughs> From London's Burning, released released a song "Smoke no, in Your didn't. Eyes." Yes, they did. No, mate. they didn't. They did. No, they. Your, didn't. your missus will confirm that. Okay. And it was. The, I think it got to like number two or three in the charts. Smoke gets in your eyes. It's true. True. You can confirm that next week. Okay, I'll do that um, for you. All right. Great. London's Burning against ER. Yeah. For take ninety nine next week. Let's um, do it. But you know, again, we we've kind of compiled a little list of shows that we would really like to get to eventually, and there are lots of shows on there. Massive things. West Wing, Game of Thrones, all that sort of stuff. Ooh, the big ones are on it. But in the city, which we'll never do. Which we're doing next week. No, don't tell Chad. Um. You know, if you're watching a show, massive show, or remember something from your childhood that you'd love for us to go back and have a watch of, yeah. let us know what it is on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Jed, where are you? You can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, which is J E D S H E P H E R D. And I'm on Twitter at The Jellyman. That's T H E Jellyman. Both of which are available as ringtones as well, if you're that sad. Seriously, they are. Text that up my, on my phone is genuinely that. Um, so we'll do that. London's Burning ER next week on the Pilot Podcast. If you've popped into this for the first time and uh, haven't subscribed, hit subscribe and it'll be the next episode will be there every week on a Wednesday, um, which is a day when not many other people put podcasts out. So we're kind of like sitting there nice and comfy on a Wednesday. Exactly. Um, and Schmoozing yeah. and moosing. And that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while. Crocodile. Crocodile.